What is up, everybody? I'm your host, Kyle Pagan. Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. Still a Kevinless show as he's out on vacation this week, but we've got a couple reinforcements. Well, we've got one reinforcement right now. We've got our boy Tim Riley and another reinforcement who's supposed to be coming in, but he's late per usual, Russ Joy. So let's bring on Tim for right now because I think this is just a two-man show right now there, Timmy. How you doing, buddy? There's a lot of pressure. Why? People love just you, Tim. Me? People love people I'm people shocked, always bring up the uh Reese Hoskins takes. I mean, I kind of like that I'm known for that. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to be known for something. Who's the worst number two hitter, Trey Turner or Reese Hoskins? Oh, God, man. Oh, man, that's like Sophie's choice. Uh, I mean, Trey Turner's been so bad this year, hasn't he? It's been terrible. No, speaking of which, what's that stock trading at today? Are we under a dollar yet? We are. No, we're we're like – we're like the airlines when the pandemic hit right now. We see a future. We just have to get through the muddy waters or the muddy airs right now. I mean, he's he's going to improve. Uh, I'm with you on that long term. I just don't know if he's coming out of it this year. It just feels like a tail. <laughs> it's just, just Castellanos year, man. It's hard. It's what hard to. I don't realize you, you get a sabbatical when you sign him a $100 million plus contract like Castellanos did or turn it into you got to find a new babysitter. I mean, yeah, I understand the logistics. And I mean, I, you know, as regular people, we sometimes forget that. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's doing something that, you know, he's very good at. It's amazing that he just has forgotten how to have any plate discipline or he's forgotten how to field sometimes. I mean, it's just weird. It's just, it's a crazy thing to see. If you sign for $300 million, do you move out of the Northeast? No. No, this is my home. What is the property market like there? Is there is there can can it facilitate a three hundred million dollar infuse into the economy? Can the Northeast can they handle that? I'd probably be like like Tom Gola. Like Tom Gola, he lived out in like Summerton till okay. the end of his days. I mean, granted, he, he wasn't you know athletes back in that time weren't making you know crazy money, but I, I think I'd still live in my uh, my house here and you know I'll just. Use the rest to, uh, I don't know, spread, you know, spread the love. You'd be robbed in five seconds. Uh, Russ Joy has joined the program. (laughs) Thank God. You know, God forbid. What's up, Elgato? Hola, como estas? Bien? How are you? What are you doing? It's a great day. I appreciate you guys. uh, Appreciate you guys joining me, helping me out while Kevin's, uh, Kevin's on vacation. Let's get right into it. We got a lot of stuff to tackle today. Second day of training camp. This one is not open to the media members, which is like it's like giving ESP a little hit of the heroin on the first day with the tweets, and then you just take it away from you make them go cold turkey on the second day. So there will not be tweets because there's a walkthrough today. Have you guys were you on Twitter a lot? I know Rush, you were traveling a little bit. I know Tim, you've got a life. Um, me, on the other hand, I'm just constantly on social media. Was there any hot takes that uh, stood out to you? I've got a couple. If you guys don't, Russ, go first. I got nothing. You got nothing. I didn't Tim. see it. I didn't see it. Here, here's a hot take, though. <laughs> Live tweeting about training camp is dumb. It's genuinely dumb. Tracking tracking completion rates at training camp when you have a bona fide stud True. is dumb, continues to be dumb, and it's all just low-hanging fruit, audience-appeasing nonsense where 
you could actually do a job. And why don't you go write something about a guy who's on the fringe of making the team who has a cool story and help the fans identify with and support that player. Like what happens on hard knocks. Yep, Yep. exactly. That is exponentially more valuable than finding out, well, Jalen Hurts went 13 of 15 from the pocket today, but he did have those two incompletions and they're all on him. Who gives a shit? Genuinely, who gives a shit? And if you do, you need a job or a life. Yeah. We're talking about practice, not a game, (laughs) not a game. Talking about practice. I love him. I'll say it. I love him. And you know what? I think people who hate him are starting to win because there aren't that many anymore. There aren't that many good ones anyway. Like ESP, he'll continue to go. He's just he's just that guy. But like McLean doesn't really tweet. McManus doesn't tweet. I like Mc, I make I like McManus's observations at the end of the end of the day. This is what I saw. And I'll put him in a nice thread. It'll it'll help me kind of feel like I'm there at practice. And that's what I really like. But I feel like, you know, we saw Jalen entering. We saw the Nick Sirianni press conference with uh with Howie. We saw Sidney Brown carrying water ice. And what else? Not my oh Cam Morgan starting at right guard. That's really all we saw. And I can think I, they're uh, they're down it back a little bit. Like, can I ask what? a question, Russ? I want to ask you because Russ, you've been on the Flyers beat. You've been mm-hmm. down there. You've worked those games. The level of competition, you know, to tell stories is just not the same as you know the Eagles beats. There's like a small army yeah. of people covering the team. So if you were covering the Eagles, like how how would you approach it? Would you take you approach you outline there or like day to day? How would you? I mean, it? it's it's kind of like what I said. So like to uh, I, I'll sound like an asshole, but whatever. Put us in Russ's shoes. Fine, be an asshole. They're, they're not. They're not very big shoes. Um, here's here's what you do. Okay, the Inquirer is going to send three or four people to camp every day, which is dumb and a waste Wild. of money. But that's what they're going to do. So if you're the Inquirer and you're going to send three or four people you better not be getting the same exact coverage from three or four people. So at least two of those human beings should be doing what I said. Go find some of the guys on the fringe. Go find undrafted players. Write profiles about them. Take us into their lives. Take us into how they got to this point. Find a guy who's been on the fringe or, or went to go play in the USFL or went abroad and played or you know was trying to stick with the game went and picked up a job as a cashier at a Walmart and was, you know, he knew a coach or he knew someone who knew someone. And that's how he said camp. Those are the things that they should be doing. Okay. On the day to day. Sure. You need somebody to give their final thoughts on training camp. What went down? Give us uh, one reporter on the offense, one on defense. If you really needed to put a third on special teams, although that's not really something you should worry about. Oh, there's a a big battle going on right now. We got Zentar. Why? What's happening? Zentar versus Sippis or Sippas, whatever his name is. He sits sure, yeah, after the Super Bowl. Let's, let's dedicate, uh, deli- uh, dedicate Olivia Reiner, who left the Flyers beat to the Eagles beat. Put her on Puntergate or Kickergate or oh. whatever. Why? Oh. <laughs> We've already what? gotten called misogynist enough. We don't need to put the woman on the kicker special teams. Let's put her on I the th- I think sure. Russ's, Russ's inquirer criticism is misogynistic and maybe racist. Yep. We haven't figured that's, out the racist part yet, but we will. We will figure exactly, it out. That's exactly it. Yep. Sending four at, people sending four people down to training camp is a good allocation of funds. It's just a no like way, sending. No. You're, like, it's not an indictment of shitty, incompetent management. It's, you know it's, nope. it's transphobic and racist. 
I don't like your two's tone right now because I'm looking at the Inquirer's Twitter feed right now. Jeff McLean, my Eagles practice observation, sloppy start. Jalen Carter passes the early eye test. Then we've got Olivia Reiner. She's writing a profile on Jalen Hurts. Whatever wins, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles look to forge new identity. Then we've mm. Mike Sielski, who I don't know is da- if he's down there or not, but he's writing oh, op-eds. He's writing opinion pieces on here. The first day of training camp, Russ, is not the e- is the easiest days of the season maybe the easiest it's the second day of school that's the rough one wow those aren't going to gravitate you to pay one dollar for six months wow it's shocking it's absolutely shocking that people don't read the paper anymore well i got i since you didn't come prepared this is my show you don't have Mm -hmm. to but since you didn't come prepared i have my hot takes today that i would like to go over with you guys from 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 training camp day one please do Spoiler alert, Tyreek Jackson is back. Tyreek Jackson, the 2021-year-old tight end, or 2021 tight end, if he stays healthy, the Eagles have another star tight end. Agree or disagree? Uh, Like, come on, dude. A star (laughs) tight end? It can't just be like, I don't know, like Clay Harbor. He has to be a star tight end. Give me a break. He's caught like seven touchdowns since 2021 in training camp. I mean, yes, in training, fantastic. Hey, he's good at practice. I'm thrilled for. It. I hope he turns into a star. But I, I, I'm like tired of like everybody is like the next, you know, Jay Novacek <laughs> or uh, the next uh, Zach Ertz. I'll just take a regular good contributor as my second or third tight end. Yeah, but that doesn't get engagement on Twitter. So true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not in it for engagement. I'm in it for truth. All right, fine. Ooh. The next one. Ooh. Seamus Clancy thinks the Eagles' core four of Lane, Kelsey, BG, and Fletch are the best core four we've had in recent memory. Now, he lays it out right here. That's true. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's not a hot take. Seamus is a pen guy, right, or a prep guy, one or the other. I think he's both, honestly, and you two are all the same. I can't give him him a hard time just for that. I'm not saying you have to give him a hard time. I'm just saying. But he's right. I mean, yeah, there, like, there is no other, there is no core four in the past decade that's stacked up to it. What about the Giroux? only, the only, what about Giroux, you, Mike Richards, stop. Jeff Carter and cocaine. Stop. That was a no, great core stop. four. That's, it, that's ridiculous. That core four ran through sea isle. That's sure. <laughs> by that metric. Sure. That was, great. you know how many shots were consumed at the OD? Yeah. Huh? Those guys put in work. Look, the the only thing that you could maybe go back to and say, was this a competitive core four would have been Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, and Cole Hamels. That's that was that was checks checks notes 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So when they were at the peak of their powers, right? That was 15 years ago. So if you and I think I said the last 10 years, this is easily the the best core four. It's not even close. I mean, Kincaid, if we have to do this for Kincaid, you know, we could say uh, are Martinez, Glesnes, Andre Blake, and and uh, and Elliot uh, a real core four? Uh, they didn't. I mean, they did win the the uh, supporter shield, Kyle. That's so, true. Uh, you know, they, they're a really they're a really good team. Uh, you know, you get a bunch of these Euro elitists who don't want to support the MLS. <laughs> it's enough. What about core four concerned. of Divincenzo, Brunson, Mikael Bridges? And name your center, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. that freshman who who went to the draft. Fuck. 
Well, because you also have to look at longevity too. And that that's where this core four, I think, even passes that Hamels, Utley, Rollins, and Howard core four because they have done it consistently for a longer period of time. They've been to two Super Bowls together. You know, like they could even potentially make it back to one this year. And you also look at the positions that they play. Those are critical roles on a team in the trenches, right? So like mm-hmm. even if we went back to go back to the Andy Reid teams, mm-hmm. who would have been who would have been the core four there? You would have had Runyon, Dawkins, you would have put Dawkins, McNabb. Yeah, for sure. How about yeah. Westbrook? And, and Westbrook. And, well, and Westbrook. Seamus had Thomas, who I guess Trey Thomas. Trey Thomas. Trey Thomas is really good. Yeah, Trey Thomas, Donovan McNabb, Brian Dawkins, and Brian Westbrook from 2002 to 2008, but they never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Then he had Julius Irving, Moses, Bobby Jones, Maurice Cheeks for the Sixers. The 70s, he had the Flyers, Bobby Clark, Bill Barber, Bernie Perrant. And I think, I don't know who he... Uh, who else he had there? But um, that's who that's who his uh, his, his core four. Um, oh, by the way, Philly no, fan Philly had a Philly yeah. Philly Philly fan had a good one. Not this one. Yeah. This is obviously that's, not true. Well, that's a great one. That's he great. had the one up there that says uh, Halliday, Hamels, Lee, and Oswald. That was a one year thing. It was great, and it was uh, a Joe lot of Blanton, fun to watch. Joe Blanton, don't forget average about Joe. Joe Blanton. Don't forget about average Joe. Remember they had to shoehorn him into that Sports Illustrated cover page because yeah. they didn't do it otherwise. They didn't want to put him in and they all said that they wouldn't do it unless Joe yeah. Blanton was uh was featured. I love it. Good old Joe man. What I a guy. He had a home run in a World Series. Yeah. You don't win that World Series in 08 without Joe Blanton. So that's no. some, some are saying that him and So Taguchi. Yep. Don't forget about Eric Bruntlett too. Yeah. Right. Jeff Jenkins. Uh, yeah, but that I just all joking aside though, that goes to a point like core four, it's a fun thing to discuss, but Championships are won by those guys who are on the fringes as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, God, why, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. It's because I'm old and dumb. The backup tight end who threw, threw the, the touchdown Clay pass. Clay Harbor. Oh, Clay Harbor. Clay Harbor. I said him earlier. Clay Harbor reference on this show. I forget man. his name. Jesus. I'm still dad it's brain. Okay, it's okay. You, um, have a, you have a young child. But, but those those are the guys that help you win too. Like, uh, like Corey Clement, man, with that. Inc- incredible touchdown catch mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, which may or may not have been a catch. I thought it was a catch, but there was some controversy there. Um, yeah, those guys win, man. That's how you win win those games. I, I mean, I'm all for a fun little discussion in July about, you know, silly shit like who's on your Mount Rushmore and game by game. Let's go game by game in the schedule and wins and losses. But in the end, man, championships are won and lost by – it, anonymous guys. It seems mm-hmm. like Tim's buying a lot of Tyree Jackson stock right now. You loaded yeah, up on Tyree Jackson. Star tight end. Trey Burton. That's I, I thought Clay Harbor. Oh, Trey Burton. Yeah, it wasn't Trey Burton. It wasn't Clay Thank Harbor. you, Bumpy Jonas. Appreciate that. Um, I got one more for you before we move on. Hugh Douglas says Jalen could be Tom Brady one day. Stop. Just stop. Craig, you got that video, or am I just going to sit no, here? Joe Gilio said Jalen Hurts is the said best. That? Back in Eagles history, Joe Giglio, greatest in Eagles history. Hold on a sec. Listen to Hugh. He didn't share. I don't think he shared. The guy that. who oh, who, yeah. who is to me seems like he's never complacent, never satisfied with his performance. And if he keeps that going for himself, there's going to be pitfalls, no question about it. And there's going to be times where there's probably going to be a law. But I, I feel like with his demeanor and the way and his work ethic, he's not going to stay down for long, and he's going to work to get better. So I see him potentially being in that same caliber 
as maybe a Tom Brady one day. Jalen is a guy who that, who who that that's different. Okay. Now, on the surface, when you hear Jalen Hurts is going to be Tom Brady, that's ridiculous. But when you talk about leadership and the not being satisfied and the never-ending drive, I 100% agree. As but, a matter of fact, let me let me just raise you this real yeah. quick, Kyle. We were just up in New York City as part of the yeah. XL Media thing. You see the crane that fell? Dude, I, I genuinely thought I was going to die. I wasn't even close to it. It was in Hell's Kitchen, all right? But I was walking around I was walking around New York City going to get goodies for the family before I came back. And uh, and I, I got I got a message in Teams about like, uh, hey, guys, head on a swivel. And I was like, oh, shit, where is this? Right, anyway. Worst thing is going to happen had, in New York. We had a bunch of guys who were there. So that was the sports betting dine team from up in Canada. We had guys from Saturday down south. We had uh, representation from other parts of the company, right? We all have very different takes and different teams that we support. But the one thing that we came up with, and and this maybe will help, we for two nights in a row would close down bars with this, this argument. How many of the guy currently exist in the NFL? And there are only three that we agreed on. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to let you guess the third. The guy. Has he won a Super Bowl? Super Bowl winning was not a requirement. It has the makeup and has the ability that if they're surrounded really? by the by the appropriate the talent, they can guys? get the job done. It's the New York guys, I guess, Aaron Rodgers. No, that was proposed and shot down. Aaron Rodgers quickly. is a good one. Aaron Rodgers is awesome. Not for okay. this year, though. The idea is for this year, for, okay. for this year and moving forward. It Aaron Donalds? No. No, it was, it was another quarterback. Damn. AFC. He's a dog? Not not Justin Herbert. No, not Justin Herbert. He was proposed but not not accepted unanimously. No. A dog. The third the third guy that we said, the third guy that we said has the physical ability and seems to have the drive is Josh Allen. That was it. That was the third. And that one was a little bit iffy. But it it shows you something when you look at what people thought Jalen Hurts was entering the league what he was in his first year, and then what he was last year after chip on the shoulder, get better, chip on the shoulder, get better, give him legitimate weapons to throw the ball to. Three players, and these were not Philly guys. I was the only guy from this market that was part of this conversation, and they were that convinced. Now, none of us are prognosticators. None of us are paid analysts right, to break down film. But that tells you something about where the perception is. For mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. So again, winning, chip on shoulder, not being, you know, satisfied with what he's done. There is a little bit of truth. The, the one what thing that I, when I heard the Hugh comment, the one thing that I thought was like, and I think uh, someone just dropped Burrow in the comments. I would actually take Burrow too. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing that like I thought about when Hugh said that, and I, when I think about Tom Brady in general, like it's not easy to get to the NFL. Like all these guys have drive. So like I, that's why I, I don't understand really when people are like he has the drive. Like yeah, Tony Banks NFL. didn't have drive. John Kitten didn't have drive. Yeah, like they all had drive. Like they were nuts. Like who uh, Boomer Esiason was a, was a nut job. Dan Marino was a nut job. Like like guys. Marcus Russell like, was drafted number one overall. He did Marcus not have Russell. the drive. He didn't have drive. 
He had a good okay. saying. There's some guys who just have physical talent. You're exactly right. But like when everyone's like, dude, Tom Brady won seven because he's got the drive. It's like, yeah, I mean, the drive had something to do with it. Like there's always those stories about, you know, him getting up in the, you know, at seven in the morning in Cancun after a net of drinking and he's like running, you know, patterns with people or something like that, whatever. But like, it's also like sometimes it's just, hey, he's got a generational coach. Hey, he's just got a, a, a great offensive line and a defensive line. He's got a great defense. Like, I don't know how much like I really put into like the drive to want to win. It's important, but I feel like 90% of the NFL has drive. Kyle, like I, I have kind of sports hot take vertigo right now. Because last year I could have sworn WIP had an extended feature where they were choosing who the next quarterback should be. Um, and I don't recall Jalen Hurts being the popular runaway favorite. So he has one good season, no, one fantastic season. And listen, I'm a Hurts. I was a Hurts guy uh, from the start. I wanted to give him a fair shot, and I love him. And I, I, I want him to continue to do well. I don't like all of these opportunists getting on the bandwagon. Stay off. Keep to that side. Wow. We don't want you here. Go away. Go root for wow. Patrick Mahomes or someone You're else. physically talking your to buddy, me right now, Tom Watson in Cleveland. Go root for him. We don't want you here. Beat it. That's how I feel about it. You're literally talking to me right now. I saw with my own two eyes Jalen Hurts lose the Tampa Bay Bucks playoff game. And I saw one of the worst games from a quarterback that I've ever seen. And I was like, this guy is just not the guy. Can't read a defense. Can't get to the second level. Can't can't get to his second option. Like it was so bad. And I was so out on Jalen. I'm glad he made me eat my words. But but that fine. team was a, that team was a year. That team was a year ahead of schedule in terms of playoffs. I mean, no one expected them to make the playoffs. They weren't that good. They had they benefited from a really lousy schedule that year, and he overperformed. And last year, I think they they had they finally got a good scheme down, and he improved tremendously as a passer. He's so much better and more accurate um, as a passer, and that never factors into these stupid discussions when we talk about. Who's great? Who isn't? People get better. It happens. Just watch the games. Leave the hot the, take inside. Yeah, I mean, like one one thing, and and this is where you come back to Howie. You go, all right. Jalen Hurts took you know fifteen steps forward. Let's not ignore the fact that Devontae Smith was allowed to no longer be the number one option. AJ Brown is an absolute stud. That line remains. The line remained healthy, kept him clean for the most part. Like. There's a there's a lot that went into his step beyond what he put into the game himself. Now, he deserves all the credit in the world for taking the next, you know, I don't know, 10 of those 15 steps. There is a personnel thing here. Like, could you make the argument that maybe he doesn't show that huge of a leap were it not for the addition of A.J. Brown and the ability for the offensive line to stay healthy? Maybe. But you you deal with what's in front of you. Very clearly, he he worked his ass off. And one has to assume that based on how much he worked into last year, I I would be very worried if I were game planning against Jalen Hurts this year after his team came up short in the Super Bowl. And he probably blames himself in some way for the way that things went down with that fumble that went back for a touchdown. He's probably still beating himself up that that was a play that potentially cost them the Super Bowl. So look out. Do you think he should have been on? Do you, would you like to see him on uh, that Netflix show, the quarterbacks? No. No? No. Why not? 
You think because he's be boring, or you think because you know no focus? Because I think I think if if he's going to continue to put out the idea that he is unbelievably focused and that uh, he's not going to get too high, not get too low, I don't I don't want to see the behind the scenes of Jalen Hurts yet. Now, so what if, is that? If if he if he gets asked to do it this year, and they win the Super Bowl, it's great, right? But if he does it and he was being followed the whole year, there would, of course, be detractors who would say, oh, no wonder they lost the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts' head wasn't in the game. Who does he think he is? So, no, I don't need to see it. I genuinely don't. If if I need to be shown a behind-the-scenes thing, let the Eagles social media team do it. Oh, that's they so can, they, boring. No, but they can Cut they out can all the curse words. Yeah, but I mean, that's fine. Cut or, out half the locker room. Listen, if, if two years down the line, if Hard Knocks wants to come through it and do it, but it's the whole team and it's not just him, fine. But I don't need to see everything. I, I like a little bit of mystique around the players. You know? How real do you think it is, Tim? How real do you think this Jalen Hurts brand is? Like this is like, do you think this is his team crafting it a little bit? Because he did have this quote yesterday that he knew he was going to be asked about. And you can see when he does these quotes, like he knows what he's doing. He's, he's very calculated. He's very smart that way. But they were asking him about like, hey, how are you going to protect yourself now that you signed this, you know, multi, multi-million dollar contract? And I forget what he said, but he basically was just like, I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to do, uh, I don't want to butcher the quote, but basically he was just like, I'm going to run and I'm going to pass and we're going to be just fine or something like that. But he knew if he would have answered it that way, it would have become a, a, a different way. It would have become a headline. So do you think this is like, do we, do we wake up every day? Like Jalen hurts his team. And it's like, we're going to go over X, 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 and X. Cause you're going to be answered X, 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 and X. Or do you think he's just like, he's just wired differently. Uh, I was trying to look up his quote yesterday because it was another. Day. I'll get it while you're. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, of course. I think there's. It's, I can't. I can't eliminate the the strong possibility. There's a branding component here, and you know there, but he's also, you know, he demonstrates through his work ethic that this is something he actually, you know, I'm trying to how would I phrase it, but like define the man by his actions, not by what he says, right, and. By his actions, he's demonstrated he's somebody who's going to work tirelessly to improve his game, right? I mean, he did that from the strides he, he took from year one as the full-time starter to year two were amazing. And I think we're all looking forward to what year three is going to bring. Yeah. And like Russ said, I'm having a hard time figuring out how you can stop him in this offense absent you know, some injuries. I think that's always a risk especially the offensive line. If guys get hurt, things can get destabilized. But if they stay healthy again this year, there's no reason why they can't run it right back to the Super Bowl. Here, absolutely no reason. Here's the quote. You're likely, this is from Bo Wolf at The Athletic. You're likely to hear what Hurts said after practice about balancing the value he brings as a runner against the importance of him staying on the field. I'm embracing the uniqueness of my game, he said, probably knowing how likely that line was to be gobbled up. I mean, that's just a perfect line. How you how you uh, how you answer that question for it not to become a headline? I'm just wondering I mean, if he, like if he's not he's PR not team. unique. I mean, unique is such an overused word. I mean, Cam Newton played. Cam Newton played not. To, I mean, Cam Newton's still alive for Christ's sakes. But yeah, he's is he does bring an interesting element. Uh, he brings a, I'll say unparalleled element. There okay? you go. I don't like the word unique. He's not unique. He's unparalleled. Yeah, I'll just use that word. I, I you have anything you left on this, Russ, before we move on? We got other things to talk about. No. 
Let's go. This is one. Of, this is probably gonna be my favorite topic of the day. The Sixers mm-hmm. versus Howard Eskin is just continuing to heat up. It is just amazing. It is the King versus the Death Star right now. It's probably the first time that I can remember in a while that like a guy who has a credential for the Sixers just openly hates the team. Now, now I think a lot of guys who cover the Sixers hate the team from afar, but this guy just absolutely openly hates him because he just doesn't love anyone except for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this happened late last night, Craig, if you have it for us to pull it up, but he was on, I guess, Dave Schaller, who's the PR guy of uh, the Sixers. He was on his LinkedIn. And Dave Schaller is an employee of HBSC, Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, who just, who uh, Josh Harris obviously just bought the commanders. So he was on there congratulating, you know, Josh Harris. Can't wait to work with you. Special thanks to the HBSC comms team for their efforts, as well as my dear friend Jonathan Rosen and his world class agency for all they did to make this a success. Talking about how the commanders, uh, how Josh Harris and them uh, bought the commanders and stuff. Howard Eskin takes it, tweets a screenshot, goes, Eagles fans, your thoughts of this Sixers executive post, which Dave Schaller then goes a haymaker over the middle. You are a sad, pathetic man. Your level of irrelevance is only matched by your lack of class. Just a very, just a very well thought out answer jab right back at him that's like not going too much over the top because you're a professional but also gets the point across and you don't lose your job i mean that's a guy who's just been in the pr game for 20 plus years right there just demonstrating it how long until they pull eskin's credential for the sixers do they pull it and face the backlash well uh well listen (laughs) Did you just change your name I mean, to Kevin? I mean, how Howard does what Howard does, okay? And it really, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a nothing burger. There's nothing to it. Howard's Howard's irrelevant, like Angelo Cataldi, and none of it matters. None of what he says matters, nor should it matter. And Dave Shelley can go and do whatever he wants, man. If he wants to be rich and work for Josh Harris, then let him. You know, that's that's really that's really what it's about. <laughs> Thank you for middlemaning. All right. So so we the real the here. real the real take on this is uh, who cares? Like, who cares? So this is a nothing burger. It well, it, it, it is and it isn't. Howard. Howard has become. What's a nice way to put it? Senile. How, Howard Eskin is doing the thing that a lot of old people do. OK, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of lashing out. He might not remember what game he's at. He finds his way into a fur coat. He shakes hands with people. He probably says a couple of things he shouldn't. But he's he's at that point where he just doesn't care. And so he's just going to – he does this thing, and he gets engagement on Twitter for it, and I think it's dumb. I think the, 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 the big issue, okay, mm-hmm. is fans who have a problem with Josh Harris buying up teams need to get over it. True. Okay? Because it wasn't that long ago, and not a lot of people remember, but it's not that long ago before John Middleton stepped up as like the lead guy with the Phillies. There were people openly campaigning for Mark Cuban to come in and take over the Phillies. Because if you remember, Mark Cuban was looking at buying the Cubs. And there are people like, man, can you imagine if Mark Cuban bought the Phillies? Can you imagine how great that would be? So I I shouldn't say it was a large segment of people. It was more of that idea of, well, if he's interested in a baseball team, imagine if he took over the Phillies, this market, blah, blah, blah. 
owners of teams, governors of teams, they like to gobble up as many of them as they can. They're not all going to be in the same market. Do you honestly think that if Josh Harris could have bought the Eagles, he would have still chosen to buy the commanders? Of course not. But you're going to do what you do. And the commanders were available. He claimed at that press conference, one of his weird, you know, Josh Harris press conferences, that he was a lifelong commanders fan. So more power to him. Who the hell's Howard Eskin to like go after Dave Schaller for something he put on LinkedIn? Like, Jesus, we're going to do that now? Like, we're going to go, we're going to go cross platform in our takedowns of these people. We get it, Howard. You hate Josh Harris. You hate everything about, about, you know, the people that own the team. We get it. You hate James Harden. We get it. You hate Daryl Morey. We get it. I don't think he does. Who the fuck don't you hate? Like, I don't think don't, he does. I don't think do you he actually his, like. Okay. I don't think who he hates do you actually sister. like. If if you're if you're Howard Eskin, who do you like? What brings you joy in this life other than bitching and moaning about each and every person you get the opportunity to? Who cares? And the problem is people continue to give it oxygen. They look right. at it, they engage with it, they blow it up into a big thing, My and then God. it just keeps coming back around to it and it never dies. I can't imagine, because right now, Elliot Shore Parks does a lot of what Howard Eskin does, right? It's all for clicks, it's all for this, it's all for that. It's, you can't really even monetize Twitter that well, so it's all kind of silly anyway. But if Elliot Shore Parks is at the Howard Eskin level now, where the hell is he going to be when he's Howard Eskin's age? 610-632-0975. Call in with your favorite country music song in two years when Beasley Media converts the station here on what used to be 97.5 The Fanatic. I love this shit. This is what Crossing Broad was founded on. Just internal beef from PR guys with radio legends. I mean, you got to admit, the guy's a radio legend. I don't know if you like he him. Is. I don't know if you don't like him. But he has built up his persona. He's continued to be a legend here. And yep. he continued to has somewhat of a voice. Now, I don't understand why he covers the Sixers because it's not like he's ever at the Mo Bamba and the Patrick Beverly co press conferences. He's at the Daryl Morey press conferences at the, the James Harden press conferences and the big free agent press conferences and stuff. So I don't understand why they wouldn't even just be like, hey, Howard, you know what? Let's go fuck yourself. Here's your credential and rip it up in his face. Um, but I love this shit. This is this is the shit that uh, that gets me up in the morning and writes for CB. I don't care if it's sad. I'll continue to give it oxygen. I loved it. When I saw it last night, I was fucking I was watching the Phillies, one eye on the Phillies, one eye on Eskin versus Schaller. I'm just mad. I'm just mad that every time someone replies back to Eskin, who he goes after, he always runs with his tail between his legs. He never replies like he's too good for it. And then when he does reply, it's because Ben Simmons, who he just crushed his whole time here, said, sorry about your dog. And he's like, wow, Ben. Now I love you. And now they're like taking pictures and photographs together every time he comes back. That's what he does, though. That That's even what he does with some of these players that he beefs with, right? Like he goes through the whole keyboard warrior thing on Twitter and then eventually takes like a somewhat funny picture or like a, you know, we buried the hatchet kind of thing with the player. Like, I think here's the thing. Howard Eskin plays a character and there's no doubt about it. And so that's what this is. He plays a character and like presumably a lot of the people that interact with him know that he's playing a character and they think it's funny at this point and they just kind of let it go. He's like your 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 he's like your he's like your elderly uncle who shows up to Thanksgiving and starts talking about the war. You just let him go. You know? But if he tells you try that in a small town, then it gets booted <laughs> from from the festivities. So Tim, what do you think about this? Do you care? Not really, but uh sorry, my baby's really upset with me. <laughs> Yeah. Your baby's like Howard Eskin, just crying, crying and crying. And won't respond if Dave Schaller were to tweet back at your baby. 
I just think it's weird, like an Eagles team employee can go to other teams' press conferences and mouth off and give, you know, Daryl Morey a hard time and, you know, call everybody a nitwit. You know, uh, you know, like, has, has Howard ever apologized to Charlie Manuel? Just, I just want to go back to one of his awful takes. Like, has he ever apologized to Charlie Manuel for, for pretending like Charlie didn't know anything about baseball and he was a dope? Of course, Howard knows everything about baseball. That guy's oh, headed so far up his ass, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but I, uh, what does Kevin have anything else to say on the matter? Or I don't, I don't know. We'll have to try to find it. I can't imagine he has anything else to say about it. If you can find him, let us know. Okay, Kevin. Kevin, oh, yeah. Kevin is the king of here's this person's side, here's that person's side. Make up your own mind. I don't, appre- I don't appreciate you guys coming after my co-host when he's not here to defend yeah. himself. No, I, I do. I think it's I think it's refreshing because so many people are want to have the take, and he just says, "Here's what happened. Here's what this person said. Here's what that person said. Here's a little context. Make up your own mind." It's refreshing, honestly. <laughs> I like that one. What's our next topic? Papers. That doesn't sell papers. The next topic is we finally have figured out the Bryce Harper last out move. I know you guys have been on the edge of your seat as I was going through this. Why won't Bryce do why won't Bryce throw that last third out ball into the stands? Why won't he make a child's day? We found out what he does, Russ. Are you ready for this? Sure. He waits for warmth to be over and then he chucks the ball into the stands. Revolutionary on my <gasps> man Bryce Harper's part. My thanks God. to thanks to Jordy from Barstool sending this over. Can confirm Bryce tosses the ball to little snot-nosed fans pre-inning. That was a funny snot-nosed fan. So he waits for warm-ups and then tosses the ball. So he says, Hey kids, don't go to the bathroom. Don't get dipping dots. Don't get a hot dog. I'm going to throw the ball into the stands so maybe you can learn a little thing, one, two, about how to field a ground ball and how to play first base from your boy, Bryce Harper, just revolutionary. I just don't – I don't want him to – you know, he has so many reps in that arm. I don't want I to knew this was going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. I have to be on brand, right? It's a Bryce ball. Harper throwing too many balls I into the stands. Why are people so fascinated with getting a baseball? Adults, kids, I understand. I, I don't. Think, I don't know. know. Like anyone who brings a glove to a game who's over the age of fifteen should okay. be banned from the stadium. Banned. Lifetime ban. <laughs> I did get a DM going back to your uh, going back to your point about the surgically repaired elbow. I got a DM from a guy who was like, I was at the Cleveland series, and he. He was the first one who told me about it. And then I was like, well, I can't go with it because we're just a integral journalistic practice here. We need two sources to run with anything over here at Crossing Broad. So I was like, you know what? I got to wait for one. You know, they're coming back for the home series. Someone get me a picture. Someone get me a video. We'll find out, you know, what he's really doing. But he said Bryce was getting heckled so much that he would launch the ball 25 feet over like all the Guardians fans into like a random group of like Phillies fans. And I was like, that's an awesome image to think about. And what a psychopath. The, the legend of the psychopath, Bryce Harper, continues. I just told that whole story. I mean, no, wasn't he there. like, remember, I mean, it was him or Machado. I mean, that was – I have no beef with Machado. He's a great player. But Bryce is just like tailor-made for this city. I mean, I know he like kind of leans into it too. I know I'm getting played a little bit, but he, I just think he's been like such a great signing. I love that he he was the guy they ended up with in that free agent sweepstakes. 
Now, if he can just get his buddy Trey Turner to figure out how to hit, we'll be on to something. <laughs> that we will. Uh, and your and your daughter cries every time you bring up uh, Trey Turner. Do you think you're raising a Reese Hoskins fan? I think she. Well, she's obviously pro Reese, and that's something we need to work out. But she's she wants Reese here for the long term, and I said no, and she's been upset ever since. Four for eighty. So your so your daughter can watch her grow, watch him grow. <laughs> Man, if he signs long term here, I'm I'm gonna definitely be the I told you so guy. Number three of that deal because <laughs> that will not age well. There's something <laughs> respectable about planning out being the I told you so guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I feel like I'm not alone in thinking Reese is uh oh no a limited player. But there's so many people who love him in like a very weird way that goes beyond baseball and it's yeah welcome to phil welcome to philadelphia where where fans take a guy that aligns with their social views or aligns with how they interact on social media and turns them into like this infallible player it happens all the time would you say on the flyers the opposite of this would be provorov play provorov gained some new fans after a certain uh night yeah (laughs) i mean i guess I mean, here I'm not doing. Who it. would you? I'm not. Who would you compare not, Reese to on the Flyers? Lottie? No, there isn't one right now. Okay. No, false. Carter Hart. Mm. Carter Hart, hundred percent. I say that because we are still awaiting on the Hockey Cannon oh, investigation. Was okay, we are. We are. No, but listen. Here, here's why I say that it's similar. The weight, and this is the thing that kills me about fandom. Okay. You don't know what these guys are like, okay? You don't know. You know what they present to you on social media. If you shake their hand at a team event, you know what they project to you in that moment as a fan of the team. That's what you know. You don't know anything else, okay? I'm not going to sit here and act like I know, all right? I know what I can hear. I know what Mm -hmm. I can see talking to guys in a locker room, but that's still only what they're willing to show or to to say out loud with media around okay even if it's off the record but that's another layer i could have told you for the longest time Provrov, for example was not well liked in that locker room but there are people like oh Provy, he's so great he's gonna be a number one defenseman we love him yeah carter I hart Pro- i didn't know Provy was unliked carter hart we don't know what's going to happen with the hockey cannon investigation but my favorite thing is the people who whenever we talk about it on snow the goalie say well, Carter Hart's a nice boy. He would never do something like that. What do you know? What do you know? And maybe he didn't. We don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. We don't know. We'll find out soon enough. But people just go, well, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. What the hell does that mean? You don't know these people. A lot of people don't, don't seem like that kind of guy until they're that kind until of Until it happens. And you go, well, yeah. shit, like, I had no idea. I mean, yeah. it, hap- it happens routinely. Like, it's like the serial killer, like the serial killer where it's like, was, hey, he was such yep. a nice man. He never such bothered nice, anyone. Such a nice guy. I didn't know that we that he was dissecting bodies underneath the floorboards. Uh, like, I just didn't know. I didn't know that he was capable of cutting their earlobes off oh. and turning it into a uh, into a, a dry, a dry, never mind, I'm not turning it into pig, dried pig ears. Oh, my God. You never know. You never know. Um. You just that's the that's the truth. You just never know. And so Reese Hoskins, my mic switched. Your mic turned off, Elgato. There we go. We're better now. But the thing is, 
Reese Hoskins is a perfectly fine player, but he is very flawed as a player. He was a streaky hitter. He's not a good defensive first baseman. There is no revisionist history that can overwrite those facts. Okay. There's none. And so is he better than like a Derek Hall? Sure. I guess so. Is he better than Bryce Harper playing first? I honestly have no idea. We'll find out this year. I got, I got a question. What? So Cassianos is talking about it. We see the videos and stuff. He's like jogging now. Cassianos like, he looks like he's ahead of schedule. What if it comes down to it? You know, Bryce is playing really good first base right now. You can't take Bryce out of the first base position. Uh-huh. How long until like Reese is ahead of schedule and they leak that he had like a setback because they're just humming. Reese could come back, but there's no place for him. Could you see that? I could definitely see that. I think they'd make a place for him, like a, Where? on the bench or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't. Well, know. I mean, they could I, make a place for him. Well, no, yeah. I think that would do worse because then you would have the Philly stands. You know, God forbid, you know, someone has a bad game. Like, why can't Reese play left field? Nick Foles, baby. It's Nick Foles all over again. <laughs> like, like, but like someone that. Because we've seen that movie. He can't <laughs> yeah. play left field. But, but that's the thing, field. though. Reese is like, now he's like the awkward odd man out. So now he's like the rah-rah cheerleader. So now you have to like make up something. Like you have to make up something that like, hey, Reese unfortunately had a setback. So he won't be playing this year because Bryce is just killing it at first base. I would rather than bring Darren Ruff back to play left field like than watch whatever the hell we would get out of his daughter Hoskins. hates this conversation. I, I just like how I'm on the show and like it's an invisible tie that it just all roads lead to Reese Hoskins when I'm on. There's no way you would have been talking about this otherwise. You're a magnet. You're a magnet for Reese Hoskins slander, but it is I, topical because he's I, coming back and he's jogging. I, I honestly, and in, in Reese's, I does seem like from the work he does in the community, like he, he does all the things that you know, you could say, like, yeah, he is a good guy. I get Shut it. Shut up, Tim. Didn't you hear Russ? Yeah. You don't know anything about him. I'm just saying, know. like, there's there is evidence outside of you know, you know, an you know, uh, an anecdote of him like shaking somebody's hand. There is actual evidence of him doing good things. I get it. I get that people like him as a person. That's fine, but you know, think like a GM. Do you want is he gonna is that contract that you'll have to give him? A Scott Boris contract going to age well? I don't think so. Not here. Maybe as a DH with the White Sox or something. Learn Chinese, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got one more thing we got to talk about because I think everybody who's doing a podcast today is contractually obligated to talk about this. Aliens. Mm. Anyone that saw that Navy pilot yesterday on C-SPAN or wherever the hell it was, do you guys care about aliens? Yes. I'll say it. I yes. think if you care about aliens, you're a simpleton. No. If, if that's your, if that's like a conspiracy theory and new age information that you get and that guy like really revealed anything that he really revealed and you're like gung-ho about it, I think you're an absolute simpleton. But mm-hmm. go on, alien boy. Let's hear why. No, I, I don't want to eviscerate you on this. No, know. go ahead. Let's talk about no. aliens. No. Let's, talk let's, about ask, aliens. let's ask Penn Educated Tim. If, no, let's uh, ask if Kevin, he cares about I got a hard time about nuclear fusion right, last time I was on. Let me see. If, let me let me go see if I can me, find Kevin me, really quick to talk about aliens. Let me run a theory by you oh. here, Kyle. So let's accept that as you travel, as as your speed approaches the speed of light, time slows down. Right? That's the theory of the fourth dimension. Right? If there's a fifth dimension, you travel faster than the speed of light can reverse time. That's the theory. Right? Mm-hmm. 
what if these people visiting us are either humans from the future or whatever thing replaces human beings as the dominant species on earth? Ever think of that? I'd rather talk about 9-11, JFK, Obama's personal chef. Yeah, me too. What did he find in the pages of that White House cookbook? I think he found the 18 pages missing from the 9-11 commission report, Tim. That's what I think he found. And then he and then he went paddleboarding. Oh, here, here's Kevin. Kevin's joining. Kevin, so, uh, what did you I, was, I was actually just uh, with my globe here. I was trying to uh, see how many of the country's capitals I was uh, that I knew. And then I got to, uh, uh, what was this, Mozambique. And I forgot about Mozambique's capital, so I'll I'll just put that away. I was also out fine tuning my uh, all electric riding mower that uh, I wrote a review for on CrossingBroad.com. Here's what I can tell you about aliens: I was probed. <laughs> now I laugh at it. Wow. I, I I don't laugh because it was funny. I laugh because. Uh, well, I, I fell into a bed of feathers, and and it, it's sensory. You know, I just remember what that felt like. Um, but I can tell you that aliens are not a nothing burger. Not oh. a nothing burger. Not at all. Oh, yeah. Kevin, this is unlike you. What is going on? I'm actually very passionate about finding those aliens. And I have, I have some questions for them. I do. Yeah. So um, they actually. One. Why were you probed? <laughs> I mean, that would be my first question if I was probed. I want to know why they went with that end of the shovel first. <laughs> all right, guys, I got to go back to therapy for this one. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Wow. I'm glad he came on. And it wasn't a nothing burger. He kind of looked a little like Kevin Smith, didn't he? Hmm. I don't know. Hey, Russ. Why are you saying that? It was weird. He like he had to do some kind of repair to his uh, his lawnmower. But we, we he got missed through them. it. He yeah. missed them. Nah, he told me, nah, he told me that story over beers one day. So it's no. it's not new news. Um, not enough anyway, news. The, the aliens thing is totally fine. Like, I think the aliens thing is, is actually kind of fun. It's good fodder. One of two things is at play here. It's either real or those guys just perjured themselves with a no, conspiracy theory. Either way, it's great. But that's why I don't get interested in it because, like, why? We, we, we've known about aliens. Like, we've all kind of, like, had an inkling or believed in them to a degree. Yeah, but this is for younger, though. Yeah, but think about, think about where, this, where this entire topic was 15 years ago. Versus 10 years ago, we never, ever, ever would have thought that somebody who had previously worked for the government would go on record to a committee in public and say this stuff out loud. So what it does. Yeah, but remember what what this ends up doing and the declassifying of the video of what do they call them now? UAEs, right? Instead of UFOs. Something weird. So when they released that video, it was like, okay, one of two, like either they've decided that they're going to start letting people know that there are definitely things that we can't explain or there's so much stuff that's going to continue. Like if you imagine that uh, the U S government is aware of, let's say a thousand reports a day, but only like two ever come out, then you'd say, all right, the volume has increased exponentially in the last few years. We need to start preparing people for the possibility that this stuff's real because down the line, like, it's going to cause chaos and panic if people just start seeing this increase without us acknowledging it. I don't know. But the thing that the guy was explaining about the fifth dimension and like I, that, that was a lot, the casting the shadow on, on the, uh, from a third dimensional being to a two dimension, right. To a sec, to a, to a, a two dimensional object. It was crazy. So we'll see. 
We'll see. I think it's good though. I think it's exciting. I think it was a very, it was an interesting little sidebar on C-SPAN and I look forward to yeah. seeing what comes out next. I think I listened to the Bob Lazar interview with Rogan and I think that's when, when aliens were just like, okay, they're real. Yeah. Okay. I can move on with my life. I don't know. I just, I think there's so many more interesting things. I think I've been just, I've had aliens shoved down my throat since I was a kid, since you were young, you know, you see something weird in the sky. Everyone has like a, a story or something like that. Like, wow, what was that? You know, was it a meteor or was it an alien spaceship? I mean, when, when we just get hundreds and hundreds of videos since like in the last like 30 years of my life, I'm just kind of like, meh, it's aliens. You know, I rather care about like Bohemian Grove or like the world economic forum or like, what are the banks doing? Who controls Hollywood? Like nine 11 COVID. Uh, Obama's Jeremy, Ep Jeremy Epstein. This yeah. video is going to get flagged Epstein. and taken off YouTube, Epstein. by the way. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to flag this whole thing. I don't care, but it's just like, well, we're not big enough for them to flag. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, you know, aliens don't get me off, off the couch. Aliens do not get me off the couch. Until they probe you. Well, I'll have to ask Kevin about that one. Then they get you off the couch. <laughs> Oh, man. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What would it take for you to get excited about aliens? Do they have to, like, hover above New York City for an extended period of time, like on the show V? Do they need to... Yeah. Uh, like, do they need to march on Washington? Like, what what will it take for you to be like, oh, okay, that's that's newsworthy? Uh, You ever seen Scary Movie no. 3? Where um, that guy from Airplane is the president, Leslie Nielsen, I think his name is, mm -hmm. and he's just with the aliens at a press conference, and they they take. say they say hi by kicking each other in the nuts. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to take yeah. take for me to get uh, excited about aliens. I, I just aliens don't do it for me. Let me throw this back at you. You know the lady who did the that mf'er is not real yeah. on the plane, and they still haven't found her. Yeah, but that but like. They haven't found her. Maybe she's just saying no to interviews. Mm -mm. They haven't found her. Okay. They haven't found her. Was she an alien? Describe found her. Was like, she was she an alien? Like they don't know who, where she lives? Who who was worried about getting found out? Like what if what if her transfiguration into human form was running out like Cinderella at the ball? And she was afraid that she was going to be exposed. So she she set this whole thing off pointing at another guy. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I would have picked a better transformation than some like 30 year old housewife hmm. interesting <laughs> i think actually cinderella probably had a worse trans that's pretty misogynistic back, right there she goes back to a and speciesist because if she's a reptilian or something that's very speciesist of you to say kyle but i wouldn't expect anything better from crossingbroad.com hey I'm, I'm taking a children's literature class are you talking about the grim version of cinderella are we talking about no not the one not the one where they started cutting the heels off to get it to yeah, that's the grim version. yeah, that's, yeah that's to fit it into the slipper mm -hmm. yeah what, what were what were they calling them they were calling them hu humanics or hu humanoids or humanoids or, yeah they weren't humanoids right they were objective or objectists or human biological biological biologics biologics or something like that Mm -hmm. I did we find out how how big they are are they like are we talking like Marvin the Martian are we talking like I think they're big. Remember, well, was it was Vegas, right? Vegas is where the one that came out that actually happened. The incident happened like four months ago, but it it only hit the news cycle like a month ago. 
about like the, the one in the backyard and or was in Cal- was that California where the ship, the ship crashed mm-hmm. and there was and there was a ring camera that picked up that, the sound and that video was stupid. Then they went into the backyard and they're like, "There's the alien over there." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Where's that the was alien?" A hoax, right? That well, was did you want them? To, did a- you want them to come out and and yeah? You know. But they like said they had the alien. Like this is why I can't take aliens and I can't take people that like like do this stuff seriously because I've never seen an alien. I've seen like this crazy thing run through the sky and I've seen like you know this declassified video from you like the whole uh, kit and caboodle like, you know like it's, it's like, storytelling we, we can't put 4k cameras on the navy pilots now like let's get some 4k cameras up there let's not get grainy footage of this thing tilting on its side like listen if there were aliens does anyone really think trump wasn't releasing those records on via twitter like within day one i mean that that was man has limits juicy story but he's probably bored of them too he rather talk about covid and well, somebody somebody in the chat said something. It's it's a good way to cover for what the government's actually doing. That's the real conspiracy. Yeah, theory. Uh, kid started crying. Your kid knows. Said, yeah. God, no, what's your kid no. know? They're gonna so find you. Teething. They're gonna find teething. you off the Ben Franklin. No, Dad, no. I think she's teething, uh, so she's been a little grumpy. Give her some tequila. Come on, um, Russ. Any tips for teething? Tequila. No, there, there's no. no. There's no help. Just go through it. Just a you little tequila. Nice little icy, uh, like the little uh, like icy teethers. Just keep them in the yeah. freezer yeah, and pray know. and hope. A chew toy. You got a, a dog? Toy for, for humans, you know? No. Russ, what does Trump say about the aliens, you think? Well, I'll tell you what he says about the aliens. I'll tell you, he has a lot of things, many things to say about the aliens. And quite frankly... He's been saying it for a long time, long time, Kyle. A very, very long time, longer than you've been alive. Wow. Longer, excuse me, longer than you've been in Philadelphia. Excuse me. Sorry. And he said for a long time, the aliens we love, we love the legal aliens, but the illegal, the illegal aliens, they don't belong here. What about the Galactic? And what we're going to do, excuse me, excuse Sorry. me. We're going to take their ships. We're going to put them back in their ships. We're going to say, Go home, Marvin the Martian. Love Mars, great place. And we're going to send them back. And we're going to make Venus pay for it because Venus is a habitable planet. And they keep telling people it's too hot on the surface of Venus. It's not too hot, people. I've been there. Been there with Elon. It's all about Mars. They hide underground a bunch of wimps, a bunch of losers. Send Marvin back. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump. Mm -hmm. Yes? Can we... Can we be friends with the aliens? If they vote for me, <laughs> then I'll keep them here. They'll be great. They'll be fantastic. Hardworking. Very hardworking. They can count. Can they work with a Dominion machine? We don't know. We don't know, but we'll find out. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. Mr. Believe Trump, me. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, one more. Do the aliens have anything to say about the pyramids? Were they in charge of that? No. Wow. They had nothing, nothing to do with it. Nothing. It was actually the mermaids, the merman. Sorry, we can't. Mr. Chirp, Mr. Chirp. Yes. What, what about what about the sand in Egypt for the mermaids? Came from the ocean, from the oh. ocean. Part of the big flood, the Elgato flood. Horrible, horrible flood. Noah. Forty Noah days. could have built. He could have built a bigger ship, a bigger ark. Chose not to. Very sad. Very so, sad. So incredibly sad. So sad. All right, Mr. Trump, I'll let you go back to golfing. Thank you for coming on. Love the manatees, sorry. The womanatees, the humanities. 
Uh, I hope the alt-right shark is doing good wherever he's around. Yeah, God bless God bless the alt-right right shark. The alt -right is, shark. You know? Or tree. Tree bless if he's an atheist, you know? True. Like Kevin Kincaid. Who knows? But um, hey, right, I'm going to step away, guys, because I this little girl needs me. So. Yeah, Reese. All right. You said Reese and she started crying. Yeah, she yeah. started crying right when I said Reese. Um, there is some exclusive we have with the Sixers that is coming out in like the next two minutes. Oh, on Crossing Broad. So like I was kind of trying to just like. Here, I have something to buy time. Craig, pull up you. the thing I sent in the in the private chat. This is actually oh, yeah, a Philadelphia sports topic to buy time until the exclusive goes up. This is really cool. Andre Blake, arguably the best goalie in MLS, easily the best goalie in the history of the Philadelphia Union, a guy who could have gone and played abroad and chose to stay here, became a U.S. citizen, which is very, very cool. Uh, he's the national team goalie for Jamaica. He's a fantastic player. And here we go. You talk about like, how does somebody present themselves in public? Andre Blake has been nothing but professional, uh, well-liked in the locker room, a well-liked guy by the fans, very personable. Um, it's really cool. Became a U.S. citizen. So, you know, kudos to him. Does that mean he he's can play goalie? Is he, can he play goalie for the U.S.? Is he any good? I know he's like he the MLS. He can now because he's, he's been, you know, because he's been Jamaica's goalie. Got at it. The, at the senior level. It would have been interesting. I mean, if he had never if he had never played a game for the Jamaican senior team, yes, he would have been eligible to be, I believe, to be a U.S. player because you have a number of, remember back in the 2010 World Cup when Jurgen Klinsmann was overseeing things, they got a lot of the German dual nationals. So, yeah, I guess in theory, Blake could have been, but it can't be now. You can't, you can't change it. All right. It just went live on crossingbroad.com. Here's the headline Ooh. to put some meat behind. It's a Sixers arena. I know it's us and someone else that got the uh, exclusive. Then a press release will be sent out uh, to put some meat behind this. David Edelman details tax and land commitments for Sixers arena proposal. The Sixers announced on Thursday, a series of commitments to the city of Philadelphia as part of the market East arena effort. There are three proposed agreements in total based around taxes and land ownership which the Sixers say will help generate $1 billion in new revenue over a 30-year period. So 76ers will convey private land to city of Philadelphia. Among the agreements, 76 places prepared to make is the conveyance of currently private land to the city of Philadelphia. The precedent in Philadelphia and generally across the country is for cities to own the land of stadiums and arenas. Cities, Philadelphia included, frequently contribute public property. Oh, so there's... So they're not going to own the arena land, they're saying, it sounds like. Wow. wow. Uh, at no cost to developers, however. Comcast, the is, Comcast is going to buy the land and then tear down the stadium <laughs> on opening night. <laughs> that would be an amazing move by Dan Helferty. Just to bum, swoop bum, in bum. and buy the land would be. Oh. oh, sorry, Kevin. You just got fucking cucked. The Kelly Green supposedly just dropped. <laughs> what a cuck. What a cuck from the Eagles! Holy and shit! And now you're gonna, and now you're gonna have to go and write the post about the Kelly Green. He's gonna be take Kevin's oh exclusive. God. Take Kevin's exclusive. <laughs> Turn that trumpet sideways and stick it straight up. Here can the ass. Uh, let's. Oh, it was a tease. It's nope, it was a tease. They're oh, teasing man. it on, on the Twitter. Oh, they brought, but they brought back the white eagle. Look at that. Yeah, the white the eagle sleeve. logo. Little right, white eagle. In, uh, wow. In here, teasing. Dude, teasing the Kelly Greens. July 31st, it says. So they're going to release them on the 31st. 
But again, it's bad for Kevin because this this exclusive is going to do like one twentieth of the readers that the uh, the Kelly Green oh my God. tease is going to get. I appreciate. Hey, shout out to the Sixers. Shout out to everybody for giving us this exclusive over there. But like this, like you just said, Bump, the Kelly Bump. Greens just totally just stomped all over it, being like, "Oh, they want to sell back to the city, the land." Here's Kelly Greens, bitch. Yeah. That's wow. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, uh, I got one more or two more before we 76ers will remove the arena site from the existing TIF as part of the 76ers negotiation with the city upon demolition and conveyance of the arena site. It will be removed from the existing tax increment financing structure, which is set to expire in 2035. So I think they're actually removing the tax abatement. This will result in significant incremental tax revenue for the city and school district during this time period and beyond. And then 76ers will create new pilot in accordance with state law and accordance with state law and tax code for sports venues that is followed by all the arenas and stadiums in the South Philly sports complex. A pilot will be created. This structure will yield a net positive outcome compared with taxes paid by the site today. However, unlike other venues across the country whose payments go to publicly finance those arenas and stadiums, 76ers pilot payments will go to the city. Initial analysis by the team shows a new 76 place on Market East will generate additional tax benefits. I don't care about this. The Eagles just dropped the Kelly Green tease. Like, this doesn't matter. This is a nothing burger. No, stop it. It's not a nothing burger. This is a good move by the Sixers because they're giving the land of Philadelphia back. They're also infusing the economy with, you know, over a billion dollars. stuff. So it's a good thing. It's just not as exciting as the Eagles dropping Kelly Green's literally on top of this article. Sorry, Kevin. I'll tell you what. Here's what's going to happen on Sports Talk Radio later today. You're going to get uh, you're going to get a lot of callers today who are going to say, "Hey, hey, respectfully, I get Ike Reese that you want to talk about the Kelly Greens. I get it, Hugh Douglas. You want to talk about the Kelly Greens, but I want to dive a little bit further into how the pilot payments are made. All right, who's processing them? Is it being done through Stripe? Is it being done through PayPal? Do they allow for Apple Pay? Are the aliens in charge of them? Are are the aliens in charge? Like Hugh, a lot of questions. A lot of Hugh, questions. I understand you're getting nostalgia, you know, from the Eagles logos, but aliens are aliens going to be here by 2031, and we're not going to have an arena in Center City. Hugh, mm-hmm. I need you to tell me that. I need you to tell yeah. me the aliens aren't coming. I want to talk about pilot programs and tax abatements. That's just strange. Oh, my God. Pilot payments are really what's going to get things going for this country and Mm -hmm. for this city and for this state. And we can all look forward to them. The pilot pilot payments. Did you um, let me me ask you this, though, because uh, because Kevin wouldn't care about the Kelly Greens. Okay. I got you. Hold on a second. I go, LOL. Eagles just dropped Kelly Greens tease. Kevin goes, lame tease, too. He's such an old man. You know, <laughs> he's a genuinely old human. Like, I don't get it. Lame tease. My pilot programs and my tax abatements article is going to do the numbers on those. Go ahead, though. You had a question. I don't even remember what it was at this point. I'm just kind of sad. I'm sad to know that Kevin, once again, is crapping on a jersey, is crapping on things that will make people excited. Just highlight film and 
Well, what is it? Uh, what's the things he craps on? The highlight of uh, the 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 teaser? Oh, he he hates hype videos. Hype videos. Hates the hype videos. Hates them. You know why? I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because back in 1992, when Kevin was playing soccer for Boyertown, they made a hype video. It was done on a VHS tape. It was like a a bit a tape before CDs, like before digital files. There were these tapes. And there were these like video cameras that actually put like the full VHS tape inside. That was the kind that Kevin and his team had to use. And somebody on Kevin's team did a hype video and they said it was going to be great. And they they even showed the kids like after every practice and game, like some of the, oh, I think we'll use this. Kevin got really excited. He told his whole family about it. They did a big watch party at the Boyertown High School Auditorium. And Kevin brought like everybody, like grandparents and like cousins and like everybody, right? All of Boyertown, all 10 people. No Kevin Kincaid highlights. And that's when he started hating hype videos. But that's also why whenever he plays in those media games, he's very quick to put those clips out. He's trying to make up for Boyertown 1992. So. I thought you were going to say that the Eagles released a, uh, a jersey on the same day that Kevin's big highlight film was released. Nah. It's uh, nah, because he hates because he hates every team's hype video equally. So true. now, it's listen, true. if we ever if we ever put Craig to work, we could do a crossing broad hype video. Now, I'd love to see what highlights we get from from Kinker for that one. Maybe we have to do like a three on three basketball. You this know, is a, yeah. this is a nothing yeah. burger. It's a nothing uh, burger. This is, uh, this is actually this is a nothing burger. Kevin, you lost 10 to two in pickup against Kyle and Russ. Uh that's a that's a nothing burger. Well, uh, what what uh, what Russ and Kyle can't do is they can't tell you the capital of Brazil, <laughs> which is Brasilia. I don't think that's right. Well, that's what this globe says right here. <laughs> okay, right there. Uh, wow, what a or show! As they say, or as they say in England, Brasilia. And on that note, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you saving me. This one sideways. Hey, I was right. See, my glove did not tell a lie. See? Brasilia. No, there's no chance because Rio de Janeiro is the capital. No. It's been the, ca- it, it's mm-hmm. been the capital mm-hmm. my entire existence. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Be- no. This is, nope. this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Nope. Google's not wrong. You are wrong. You are fake news. I feel like every time, like Rio de Janeiro was like with the World Cup and with the Olympics and all that, you were just like, yeah, you know. But no. Uh, Nope. Nah, it's going to be Rio de Janeiro. That's like if you talk to somebody who's not from here and you said, what's the capital of Pennsylvania? They'd say Philadelphia. And they would, and they would, and they would, and they'd go back and they would say, well, it was the nation's capital. Of course it has to be the capital of, of the state. And it's not. Or like New York, you'd think New York City is the capital, but no, it's it's Albany. Do do should we have to revamp capitals? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Capitals are boring. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of boring. boring capital cities. You know, Montpelier is the only state capital with no McDonald's in it. That can, is that true? Mm-hmm. You can't do that because that that just shows how disconnected the uh, the politicians in that town are that they don't even know the price of a Big Mac. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Should be Burlington. They don't even know the price of a dollar cheeseburger there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've just fixed American politics. Yeah, well, someone has to. Maybe the aliens. So, all right. Uh, that's, that's assuming that the uh, what's this? Yeah, Montpelier, oh. Vermont is the only U.S. state capital that doesn't have McDonald's. Montpelier. 
I mean, Montpelier can't be that big. I'm pretty sure you just go right outside the city. It's probably a McDonald's right on the right on the city limits. That's but. pretty bad, though. Craig, how many square miles is Montpelier? Or yeah, and how many people live in Montpelier, Craig? How many you're people earning, Craig, earning Craig, can you? Yeah, we're making you work behind the scenes. Should we put Craig on screen? That'd be fun. He was on screen on Tuesday. Face was reveal. he? Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Ah, here we go. All right. Ten, ten, is that big? 10.25, 10 and a quarter square miles. Square miles. Square miles. It's not bad. What's Is the population on there, Craigles? Yeah, Craig, what's the population oh, on Montpelier? page we can't see that craig there you go zoom it in where's the population Eight thousand people that's respectable is it that's respectable that's like a one stoplight town that's like what jason aldean was writing about nah you try that you try to put a mcdonald's in a small town see how that goes that's right try that in a small town these covers don't ruin these big macs don't ruin all right i'm done all right me too all right we gotta go god damn it Hey, thanks for everybody uh, tuning in today. Thanks to Craig on the ones and twos. Thank you, too. Craig, one more thing. Can we see how far the McDonald's is outside of Montpelier? Oh, please? good point. Pull up yeah. the McDonald's near Montpelier. You thought we were done. We're back. Look, see, right there. It's right on city. It's no, right no, I want, I want exact mileage or footage. Please, Craig. Craig? Craig. Craig? Craig? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up on my own. It's just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's it's absurd. It's absurd it's how long it takes this man to do anything. It's and he just makes, it's offensive. He makes two hundred and fifty thousand dollars too to, for this. It's insane. I heard insane. it was three hundred. I heard oh. it was three hundred. So yeah. Oh, we did just get our bonuses. There you go. It, here we go. Craig, can we get a thumbs up or anything? Are we? Uh... All right, here I got one. It's te- it's three three and a half miles outside of uh, the center of Montpelier. It's in Bar or Barry, Vermont, three point okay. four miles away. Yep. Here yep. comes. Yeah, I I could do that too, Craig. It's a 24, 24 minute bike ride, which is actually pretty good for did Craig. He pulled up his bike. Did he did? Of course, he pulled up the bike. He pulled up the bike. What? Be a man. Walk. All right. <laughs> twenty four minute bike ride from the center of Montpelier to uh, to the McDonald's in uh, Bear or Barry or Bar or Barry, uh, Vermont. So, hold on. Say, is there? I wonder if there's a Burger King closer. Ooh. See now, yeah. Is there? Is this a turf war? Yeah. Uh no. That that is three point five miles away in the same town of Barry or Bar. Well, uh, how about a how about a Wendy's? How about a Wendy's, Craig? Oh boy, thirty five point seven miles away. So McDonald's in must have Essex a contract. Junction. That's messed up. Craig, if you type burgers in Montpelier, Vermont, can we what get we the missing? closest burger shack? Wendy's, Five Guys? Burger King. I wouldn't count that as like normal fast food, though. It's Wendy's, it's Burger King, it's McDonald's. How about a Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A is 70 miles away. Damn. Montepilier There's no way they have a Popeye's. There is no chance they have a Popeye's. No chance. Uh, Popeye's is 245 miles away. Oh man, it's in Canada. The closest pot pies to Montpelier is in Canada. Damn. So if you look for burgers in Montpelier, Vermont, you got Buddy's Famous, you got Kismet. How about a Chipotle? And Three Penny Tap Room. All right. Chipotle's 426 miles away. So it's it's McDonald's and nothing else. I'm telling you, this is a one stoplight town. 
Capitals are dumb. We got to re we got to reimagine capitals. Do they have Mexican food in in Vermont? Four hundred twenty five miles. I'm seeing the same thing. That's insane. There's no way that's right. Yeah, Vermont stinks. Wow, what is redeemable about Vermont? Uh, Killington. Killington. It's a mountain range. What's another? What's another fast food place? Checkers. We can't even have check. We don't even have checkers in uh, Philadelphia. Four hundred eight miles. How about a Hardee's? Arby's. Let's go Arby's. They have the meats. Arby's is three hundred ninety. There's no way it's three hundred ninety three miles away. Yeah, Arby's if that's sucks, true, dude. dude. If if that's true, that's just sad. Dude, it's Lake Champlain. It's nothing else, baby. I'll tell you what, man. That would be so. Oh no, there we go. Arby's closest one is one hundred sixty three miles. Yeah. I'm gonna reset this. Maybe, maybe my map was confused. I'm gonna try Chipotle one more time. 38 miles from Chipotle. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anyone who's having ideas of going to Monte Billiard who listened to this show, I don't think they'll be visiting anytime soon. So, uh, if you have any Monte Billiard facts for us that you want to talk about, you can talk. You can hit me at uh, Kyle Pig and CB, or you can hit Russ at Joy on Broad. We'd love to discuss Monte Billiard all day with you. Not. We have nothing. Not. We have nothing better to do. And if uh, if Kevin's out there too, uh, you can send him all the Monte Pillar facts too, as well as tell him that his article is really good. Please, please. Oh, Long John Silver's. That's a good point. Ford, maybe for the first time ever, I'm going to say Ford made a good point. <laughs> I'm still trying to close the show out, and then I bet you, I bet you, Ford knows where the Long John Silver's in. Boston is because he's a Celtics fan. Hold on, let's see. Are you looking up? I'm looking it up right now. So Montpelier. All right, we're going to go from there to directions to Long John Silvers. Long. That's a great call, by the way. Why? Long John Silvers is 369 miles away. Yep. Yeah. Montpelier stinks. Um, So yeah. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. There has to be a Taco Bell. One more. That's it. Hey, Taco Bell, only 56 miles away. Wow. Only 56 miles away. KFC. KFC, 3.6 miles away. So if you go to Godforsaken Montpelier, McDonald's, Wendy's, and KFC are all within three and a half miles away. Wow. Damn. That was a good ad read for Montpelier. Go to Montpelier.com. Use promo code CROSSINGBROAD and get your next trip for free. Make sure you hit up Kyle on Twitter at KylePaganCB for the details. Tell Kyle, yeah, tell Montpelier Kyle and Russ sent you. <laughs> All right, that was it. Hey, anyone listening to this show, go tweet Kevin that you really liked his tax abatement article. It will mean a lot to him because this no. is the yeah. uh, the Eagles cucked him. <laughs> go, go! I want everybody who listens to the show go find the uh, video of the Kelly uh, the Kelly Green and either quote tweet it with Kincaid's name or in the replies to the video tag Kincaid on Twitter. <laughs> That's what you need to do. All right. I like that one better. Please do that. Please do that for us. All right. All right. We'll talk to you. Monty feel you're out. <laughs>